in order to keep male and female sex steroids balanced, we have to be able to manage stress. So stress yep. can be an underlying uh, way that the sex steroids get out of balance quickly. People need to know you're supposed to be really getting about four sleep cycles completed per night and they take about an hour and a half to complete and then about a 15 to 30 minute transition between the ones. So that's where experts get to like seven and a half to eight hours, right? But the bottom line is, if we don't get that, you know, we're gonna be perpetually in a state of fatigue and we take a lot of things to help us sleep. I don't know how many of you have ever seen the old classic Christmas story, It's a Wonderful Life, right? But but in that movie, there was a run on the banks, right? And it's like, oh my word, nobody had any, any cash. Well, this actually is happening in real life and it won't be a wonderful life, right? topic of sex steroids you know when you say that word sex people's mind kind of starts uh rolling or spinning well, well yeah because you said sex i'm glad i'm glad you put the word steroids in close con connection with that well those are actually something that the body <laughs> makes those are naturally occurring hormones there's not yep. just male and female sex steroids there's also the adrenal hormones that are involved in that categorization of sex steroids as well. So what's yeah. the difference between male and female sex steroids? Well, there's a lot of difference between a male and female, but <laughs> so, so both sexes had the same amount of, and the same type of hormones. Uh, so for example, yes, we do. typically hear like DHEA, which is an adrenal hormone. We, we hear about progesterone and estradiol, which is typically considered female hormones. And we hear about testosterone, typically a male, but both sexes, have all. It's just interesting how males have more testosterone and less estradiol. Females have less testosterone, more estradiol. But interestingly enough, when we get those things in the optimal ranges, they become protective against heart, bone, and brain disease. Yeah, interestingly, when they become out of balance, there's this thing called cortisol steel. Mm -hmm. So in order to keep male and female sex steroids balanced, we have to be able to manage stress. So stress yep. can be an underlying uh, way that the sex steroids get out of balance quickly. Well, they can. And so people need to know that hormones are constructed by a base called cholesterol. You know, we hear about cholesterol being bad. No, it's not. Yeah, that's the precursor of all the sex Yeah, steroids. we have to have it, right? So if you have to have cholesterol, we don't need to just willy-nilly try to lower it with statin drugs because that will shut off your ability to produce these sex steroid hormones. But what you're talking about, this cortisol steel, is cortisol is a hormone also that's constructed by cholesterol. So when you have a lot of stress, really, it's not literally stealing. It's like... All of the cholesterol is being manufactured and pushed towards the construction of cortisol and away from the sex steroid hormones. Think about it like this. If, if you and I are going down the pathway in the woods, right, and all of a sudden we look behind us and there's a big old bear that pops out in the clearing and starts chasing us, right, our cortisol is going to come up. 
My design. Right. That's supposed to be, right? It's one of the major stress gonna, hormones. We're going to start running or figuring out a plan Clean. to survive. Getting away from that Yeah. It's stressor. like that's true that a fight or flight sort fight, of response. Flight or flee response. When we do that, we are not supposed to stop on the side of the trail and have sex. Because that would be something that the bear would obviously capitalize on and kill us, right? So the body naturally will push towards the ability of us to survive. So it pushes towards our survival, and that's where it goes, and it's supposed to, and away from the sex toward them. So people today that are um, out of balance, as you say, because of the stress response, really that response is supposed to drive those hormones low. So what's the remedy? To lower the stress response to bring about more balance. Let's leave part of it. Well, and pe what people don't realize is that lack of sleep is a stressor. Yeah. Overeating is a stressor. Undereating is a stressor. Not only do we have to have good cholesterol, but we have to have good nutrients that drive cellular processes that actually make these sex steroids. Yeah, it's fascinating. You know, people forget that uh, sort of the, the hormone, it's not a sex steroid hormone, melatonin, it's sort of as the antagonist of, of cortisol. So when we're sleeping, we should be sleeping with the production of melatonin. But when we get too stressed and don't sleep well, well, cortisol comes up at the time that melatonin is supposed to come up. So what does that do to us over time? It continues to cause the sex steroid hormones to plummet. And by the way, it'll cause weight to come up too. So lack of stress, stressors. Mm -hmm. I mean, even having a baby can be a stressor on the production of sex steroids. So that can be something that has to be balanced postpartum. Yeah, and this is interesting. A lot of people don't think like this, but this is common sense. When the, the placenta, you know, in the second and mm -hmm. third trimester is producing the progesterone. Massive amounts of yeah. it. And so when the baby is delivered, there goes the placenta too. So the placenta is producing the progesterone and it comes out then what happens to your progesterone production at post-birth? Down. Postpartum depression. Now, is that a depression that should be treated with drugs? Not I don't likely. think so. How about treating it just with bioidentical hormones? That would be smart. And so a lot of ladies would be able to save a lot of problems during that window of time, knowing that there could be, normally speaking, a little bit of depression. But it's not really a depression. It's a lack of the presence of progesterone, which actually is sort of this... Um, anti-anxiety sort of hormone or calming there is a neurotransmitter i know this gets a little weird and stuff but the neurotransmitter called gaba gamma yeah, aminobutyric calming acid. neurotransmitter it is so progesterone stimulates the production of that which makes people calm down yeah so progesterone and gaba are both chill pills they are we've got some <laughs> pharmaceutical grade gaba in the clinic that's chewable and we call that our chill pill so if, you, if you're Wondering how we chill out, you know, we'll sometimes chew on a gab during the day. It's kind of like Mother Nature's little natural <laughs> Xanax, if you will. Does it, it require a prescription? You can actually get it over the counter. Yeah. You might talk to your doctor or prescriber, your clinician, before just partaking in that. Thing. Yeah, next time you're stressed out, chew some GABA. <laughs> you know, but when we talk about these sex steroid hormones, you know, it's not a, it, it, it's not a bad thing to have this discussion going on because so many people get out of balance and really as you get into the the perimenopausal time or the andropausal time you start getting less production of one or two of these things and that creates sort of this imbalance that causes problems and symptoms such as you know hot flashes um, night sweats uh, weight gain you know lack of libido lack of motivation etc cetera, etc cetera. 
I've also found one of the things clinically that I see all the time that will crush the hormonal system is weight gain. Weight gain will drive the estrogen production not only in females but in males. And women will end up with heavy cycles and abnormalities with their periods. And Mm -hmm. men, they just get that little spread around their middle. And their libido goes down and it crushes their testosterone production. And you know what else crushes their testosterone production? When they get on the scale and the scale goes up, they're... They're stressed out of their minds, right? So at that point in time, you know. stressor. Yeah, and it creates a lot of inflammation on the body, which also creates stress. So we can see how this is a kind of a, a feed forward in a negative basis cycle that goes nowhere. So people need to really track these hormones with great care, don't they? They do. Uh, if you test young, you know where you are mm-hmm. so that as you age, you can follow it and support supplement and supplant the system where necessary. Now, a lot of talk we've done, I mean, obviously you'd think that there's a lot of complexities here, and there is. Hormones and the ability to balance those takes a trained, skilled professional who knows a lot about them, as you can see. It's not something as following a formula. It's also listening to the person's Yeah, people are symptoms. unique. Yeah, That's so, right. you know, you, you actually balance the hormones to a place where they relieve the symptoms and provide your ultimate protection. So, hey, if this sounded interesting to you and you're like, hey, I want to know about that, you need to reach out to us because we would be uh, honored to help you out with your hormones. And to test and not guess. What is keto anyway? Is it good? Is it bad? Find out next. I could use your assistance. Okay. Um, Jesus. Huh? My name is Jesus. (laughs) Sure. Jesus. Jesus is here today. You you looking for a job? Yes, sir. You and Mark have 45 days before the bank forecloses. Not to worry. They do not call me by God Byron for nothing. The collection plate starts to be passed around. Mark reaches into the basket and shouts, you and your family are the winner from the first church of the Lotto. Kind of think of it like a high stakes bingo night every Sunday. This video of the diaper is going viral right before our eyes. This is a miracle. What What is? Friends of Faith has over 300,000 followers. Oh my dad! That's more followers than Moses had! Jesus! Take the wheel! Say no, stop it. take the wheel! I got it! I got it, buddy! And when you navigate through these, these economies with people, here's, here's what happens. We want to hold their hand through it, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just going to forget about it and hopefully it gets better. Or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing. And when our freedoms are eroding, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our personal freedoms, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms, they're all tied together. But you know what doesn't need to erode with that? Our finances. Kirk Elliott, PhD.com forward slash Sherwood. 
exploring biohacking, bioharmonizing, biosynergizing, stacking, resilience, or anti-fragility. Start here. No gimmicks, just proven results. Getting a good night's sleep is very important for optimal health. And that's a question that we get asked all the time is, what can we do to improve sleep at night so we can actually wake up rested? Yeah, and interestingly enough, about 75% of all doctor's visits have fatigue as one of the complaints. So obviously, we're not getting good sleep. Remember, this is like um, a few years back, we developed this term called fatigue debt. Remember that? I Where, do remember interesting, that. Interesting, if a person doesn't get one good night's sleep, if they have one poor night's sleep, it actually takes five good night's sleep to make up for the Boy, loss of that one. that's almost a full week. Yeah, and it's interesting because you can get this fatigue debt built so deep, it's kind of like a credit card debt, and you try to pay it back, you know, with one, you can't do it. it yeah. It's it's a negative. So people chronically are fatigued because of a lack of sleep, and of course that can get into your day uh, and make you stressed and angry and uh, edgy. Yeah, a couple of the things that I talked to him about is, number one, it's probably not a good idea to take a late afternoon nap because you might not go down to sleep at night. Yeah. And then number two would be, Make sure that you get on a regular sleep schedule. It might be hard to like put yourself down regularly at nine o'clock because you want to stay up and watch the uh, the last uh, of the series of TV series <laughs> that you're finally trying to, to get caught up with. Yeah. But that's not conducive for getting a good night's sleep. Well, it's not. I mean, even here in the studio, there's lights everywhere, right? So, you know, obviously this is daytime, so it wouldn't be unusual to have lights. But the idea behind this is what disturbs sleep is this ambient light that's around at a time where it's supposed to be dark mm. and so we have a bunch of white lights bright lights the the white and the blue lights emit a you know like the computer screen a temperature yes. sort of directionally on our eyeballs at 5500 kelvin oh boy that's hot that's hot but compare it's it like to the noonday the sun 3500 degrees uh, kelvin so the, the white lights on our eyes, so actually, you know, it causes cortisol to go up when melatonin is supposed to be building, and so that whole disturbs your sleep. And then a lot of times you can actually correct that with some blue blocker glasses, right? So I've got some in my office I'll put on sometimes. blue blocker glasses on, like later in the day or yep. when they get home at night. You can, and, you, you know, I put them on one day, and, and it looks like Bono or something like that, putting <laughs> them on. No, but the bottom line is they actually uh, do Who cause that, that yellow tint, and so... Night lights around the house, yellow or red, yellow or red, not white, because when you get up in the middle of the night, you know, to go to the bathroom or something like it, because it's disturbed the sleep. Yeah, so developing a nighttime routine is a good thing. When you come home at night, start turning the noise down, maybe turn the mm. TV down after six o'clock or the music down, start turning the lights down, or maybe have a softer lighting in yep. the house. Uh, if you have those glasses, you might put those glasses on if you're watching TV. It's just <laughs> At least so you look cool. You know, you're starting to sanitize, the, getting ready for bed and getting your mind settled mm. down so that the proper hormones are produced at the proper times when you lay, put your pillow down uh, on the pillow at, at night. Yeah, and really, people need to know you're supposed to be really getting about four sleep cycles completed per night, and they take about an hour and a half to complete, and then about a 15 to 30 minute transition between the ones. So that's where experts get to like seven and a half to eight hours, right? But the bottom line is, if we don't get that, 
you know, we're going to be perpetually in a state of fatigue. And we take a lot of things to help us sleep. Talk about some of the things you take. Well, one of my favorites at the top of the list, of course, is progesterone. In the aging female, progesterone is the first hormone to drop low. Mm -hmm. And progesterone happens to be the hormone of deep sleep. So for me, optimal progesterone levels are like imperative. Yep. Number two is I like this uh, amino acid called L-theanine mm -hmm. up to about 400 milligrams at night in combination with magnesium buffered chelate up to about 300 milligrams at night. And then I also like to top that off with melatonin. And I've worked my way up to 10 milligrams of melatonin, and that works really well with that little uh, concoction or combination. Now, I know some people out there thinking, well, I heard, you know, again, another myth buster time for you. I heard that if you take melatonin that you would shut off your own production. Well, guess what? The, Not true. The pineal gland, actually, little third eye back here, produces melatonin pretty well until we're about 35, 40 years old, and then it just goes off the, the deep end. So actually taking melatonin as you age becomes more protective, more antioxidant, more anti-inflammatory, and more anti-carcinogenic. Pretty cool. So, you know, I'll take probably somewhere around the, you know, 25, 30 milligrams of melatonin because I'm not one that needs progesterone. Men don't need to take that. It becomes inflammatory if we take too much. Um, and I like L-theanine. I also like another uh, amino acid called glycine. If you take a couple grams of glycine powder, that can help deepen sleep. Um, there are the products out there, the full-spectrum hemp's. Those actually with CBD, the cannabidiols, those can help you sleep as well and relax. There's some people out there that take, you know, the, uh, the full-fledged, you know, cannabis that has uh, THC in it, and that can help as well. I've also noticed that for me, not eating late, like not after 6 o'clock, so that Bingo. my stomach isn't really full and heavy when I lay down to go to sleep. That's also very effective for getting a good night's sleep. Um, the room temperature can also be ah. a very important thing. We keep our room temperature at about, oh, 65 degrees, yep. sometimes even cooler, depending upon the heat of the noon, what the noonday sun has brought over, over the household. That's really important because a lot of people um, complain about being hot. If you turn the thing down a little bit, you know, in the 60s, that's where it's supposed to be, yeah. you know, you're actually going to sleep better. That's where optimum sleep is. And it's very difficult to sleep if you're hot, you're sweating, and everybody knows that. I think that, you know, it's important that people start putting some effort with intentionality into this sleep hygiene process we're talking about. Yes, I've also really come to know, especially, you know, past the 50-yard dash line, that drinking caffeine late in the day huh. is not a really good idea. If you're born with a slow metabolic system on uh, metabolizing caffeine anyway, and then past that 50-yard dash line, meaning over 50 years old, oftentimes we become a little bit more sensitive to caffeine, and it's still hanging around. That mid-afternoon cup of coffee can still be hanging around late in the day. She's really in her 40s. She just so. kind of gave you guys some encouragement right there. So avoiding that caffeine <laughs> later in the day is essential. Yeah, and, and give yourself a gap between your last meal and bedtime. And I, I optimally, it's three hours or so, but some people, if you can even give it two hours, it's better because if you have a lot of food stuck in the gut here, it's going to create good a lot. That's for reflux, too. Of, yeah, it's going to really mess Stress. your sleep. And so with, with sleep, though, seriously, folks, Put some effort into that because it is underappreciated. And for the business people out there, it's not a waste of time. It's actually really good. So, hey, want some of these tips, you can reach out to us and we'll make sure to get you squared away. Up next 
Our financial guru, Kirk Elliott, gives us advice on what you need to know at this time in history. Hey, friends. You already know the answer to this, but we'll ask you anyway. If you stay away from your favorite junk food for a month and then go back to supersizing it, will your health improve? Well, that's the thing about change. To change, we have to be as consistent as possible. And when we go back to an old habit, it's not the end of the world. We just get back at the new habit. Before you know it, real transformation is evident to you and others. That's why we offer a bunch of helpful bonuses when you subscribe to Kingdom Fuel. Kingdom Fuel is our complete nutritional meal shake. It's the simple start to a transformed life, and we'll auto-ship every month so you don't run out. You'll receive two free shaker cups, free access to our video courses, and a monthly call with us filled with practical inspiration. Just see the link below or on your screen and subscribe today. Hey there, Kevin Sorbo here. Now, deep down, we know this. We're, we're more than just a brain and a body. We're a spirit, we're a soul, and we're also a physical temple. If you hit the wall when you're trying to improve one aspect of your being, it's probably because, well, other aspects are sabotaging our success. So that's why diets don't work. And frankly, why so much conventional wisdom from our so-called medical establishments falls flat. Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood have a very different approach. I should know because I happen to be one of their patients. They address the whole person to get to know you, your challenges, and more importantly, what your goals are. Then they offer a complete plan that addresses your unique biology and your heart. They'll help you discover what you need to experience transformation. So find out more at Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo. That's Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo, or see the link before. Now, I'm heading for a workout. You should be going for a workout, too. All right, guys. God bless. Hey, everybody. Dr. Kirk Elliott here, and thanks, Mark, for, for having me on. Um, interesting topic today because it's it's a scary topic for everybody that has funds in the bank, right? So, I don't know how many of you have ever seen the old classic Christmas story, It's a Wonderful Life, right? But but in that movie, there was a run on the banks, right? And it's like, oh my word, nobody had any, any cash. Well, this actually is happening in real life and it won't be a wonderful life, right? So so the FDIC, um, the, the Federal Depository Insurance Corp, right? There, when you have a bank account, a checking account, savings account, your bank accounts are what? They're insured up to $250,000, right? So we all feel safe, right? We all feel safe that our bank accounts should be safe, right? They're not tied to the stock market. They're not tied to the bond market, or are they, right? Because what does the bank do with your funds? They lend it out, right? So, so they used to be that every $100 you would deposit, they would keep $10 back and they would loan out $90 bucks, right? So it was a 10% reserve requirement. Well, during COVID, the banks, all banks in America from the Federal Reserve said reserve requirement is zero. So they don't have to keep any money on hand at all. Zero, right? Oh my word, they could be ripe for, for a bank run, right? So they also did one other thing. This happened last year. Also what happened last year was they they actually 
took, the Fed took $2.5 trillion of liquidity out of the banking system via a mechanism called a reverse repo mechanism, which just means they gave all banks these worthless US treasuries and stripped cash out. So they took out two and a half trillion. They made a 0% reserve requirement, meaning banks don't have anything on hand. So their, their, their liquidity is like minimal. But then in November of, of 2022, a meeting was held at the FDIC. And this video just came out uh, this first end of the first week in January. It was a video of their meeting. It wasn't intended for public consumption because these FDIC officials were talking. And what were they saying? We can't let the public know about this at all. Now, the bankers, they need to know what's happening in the markets and the impending collapse. And see, Mark, words have meaning, right? So impending collapse, they weren't talking about a collapse that might happen somewhere down the road, an impending collapse of the markets. And the public can't know about what they're talking about in this meeting because that would have come with unintended consequences. It's like, what in the world were they talking about? So what they're talking about is the FDIC is running out of money. So we all think we have $250,000 insurance coverage. We don't because there's $9 trillion of, of our money in the banking system. $9 trillion, okay? They have $125 billion covering $9 trillion. That's 1.388%. So the FDIC only has 1.388% of all of our deposits covered. No wonder. The FDIC officials, when they didn't know they were being recorded, said, we can't let the public know about this because it would come with unintended consequences, which would be what? A run on the banks. And how much banks do, how much money do banks have? Zero, zero percent reserve requirement. And they stripped two and a half trillion out. So, so this is where, what do we do? I mean, seriously, what do we do when, when our banks aren't even safe? And, and you and I have spoken in the past, Mark, about stock market collapse, bond market collapse, and and a lot of times people just put their money in the banks when they want it safe and they just want to sit on the sideline. That's not even a good option now, right? With, with the banking system in, in complete shambles, no liquidity, and now FDIC, the insurance coverage is so underfunded, they only cover 1.388%. So what do we do? What you and I have been talking about for months now. Go into tangible assets like gold and silver. It's your safe haven. It's the flight for quality that we all need in times like this. Because here's the growth that we've seen. Asset protection, first and foremost. We need to protect everything we've worked so hard to accumulate. Silver and gold are the safest assets in the planet because they're things and things go up with inflation. But over the last 13 weeks, silver's up almost 40%. It was, it was, let's see, three months ago. So, you know, 12, 12, 13 weeks. It was $17.97 an ounce. Today, it's well over 24. It's up almost 40%. But 12 weeks doesn't make a trend. So let's look back further. Two and a half years. Silver was $11.91 an ounce in March of 2020. Now it's up to tw over 24. That's up 98% in two and a half years averaging 38% year growth. That is amazing. In a time like this, when, when we're all concerned about stock markets collapsing, bond markets collapsing, we're losing equity in our houses, we can have a smile on our face like I always do because we can have something good. 
There's hope and there's light at the end of this tunnel. If you do the right thing, reallocate into silver or gold, tangible silver or gold, and we can help you with that. Yeah.